Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Hello, good evening, and welcome. And here we go, charging towards the end of the summer already. That can't be right, can it? It'll be Christmas special next. No, don't even think about it. Don't, don't even mention the C word. Far too early. Uh, it is, of course, Saturday night. Best in modern and contemporary sounds around the globe with myself, H. And me, Chris. Yes, welcome along to this week's show and a stressful week for all concerned. Exam results. Yes, there's no use crying over spilt milk, but equally, the celebrations may be short-lived, as both herald a change either on the path to work or a return to full-time education. And hopefully for a few of you, the path to further music studies, which can lead to all kinds of things, not least the possibility of appearing on Jumping In, which I'm sure is at the top of many of your lists. So, H, without the usual drama you usually have at this time of year, what has made the grade for you this week and is blowing the cobwebs off the dreaming Buyers, and what has quietly slipped into the never-mind pile, which needs clearing later. <laughs> it's very difficult sometimes to sort the one from the other. Just jumping in, of course. Well, I'm going to go for the monkey and the monk, something I uh, was exploring back in May when we were in Brussels, actually. A new old one from Sam Rivers, The Quest, and a first ever live from Mark Turner. Wow, and from me, there's a diminutive person, a dangerous fish, a futuristic dance in Oceana, and to start, the longest wait for the end. Till, here's... Russell Scarborough Band with Max Q.
Max Q from the Russell Scarborough Big Band, who he, you ask, well, he's an assistant professor of jazz studies at the Horton University in upstate New York. And the album Fun Times with his as yet unfounded big band was his COVID-19 lockdown project. Having picked his band from the best local jazz luminaries around, he set about writing big band arrangements of 10 of his compositions recorded them on a sequencer and sent them to the resulting files to 44 musicians, each minus the part he was asking them to play. Then asked them to record using the backing track sent back to him, and then after a serious amount of editing, amounting to some 100-plus hours, this is the result. And, you know, it sounds an incredibly tight-sounding big band, obviously having fun, despite the fact that they never got together. Well, I wonder if they've got together since. We live in hope, is all I can say. Yes, uh, amazing sound, and uh, never ceases to amaze me the number of fantastic modern big bands around. How many of them ever get to tour or do much more than an album? Who knows? But it's just great that they're actually there in many ways. Uh, For me, uh, I'm going back a little bit into the year. In May, when we were out at Brussels Jazz, and uh, I always hope to see one of my favourite pianists on the scene around there, Augusto Paroda, an Italian but sort of based around the... uh, I think he's, he often plays around the Brussels area, and I think he's actually based there. It wasn't there, sadly, this year, but we were looking at uh, certainly some of his music and some of his CDs. And I saw this one, The Monkey and the Monk, which was uh, listed as a concerto for jazz septet in three movements, uh, including some voice and electronics. So that's got to be interesting. Not that easy to find, but of course, as is often the case, after a few Belgian beers and listening to the jazz in the sun, I tracked it down online and ordered one. I have to confess, I thought it was one of those orders that had just gone into the ether because weeks passed and nothing turned up. Then I found I had a download of it and thought, oh, well, at least I can listen to it. And then weeks later again, a good two months or more, I think, after I ordered it, a CD did turn up. And this is it, The Monkey and the Monk. Uh, a concerto for jazz septet in three movements. So it all is actually listed as three tracks. But we're going to hear the first part of the first movement, which is called The Monkey and the Monk. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Very typical Auguste Perode. It might have been the project he was mentioning the last time I spoke to him, which was several years ago, when I said he had two or three trio albums of his, and I said, you're working on anything else? He said, oh, I've got a, I've got a big band thing I'm working on that I'm, I'm hoping to record at some stage in the future. Who knows, because it takes a long time to get these things together. Perhaps that was it. We haven't seen him since. But certainly a much bigger unit he is uh, performing with there, the Monkey and the Monk, but with quite a few well-known names with the bands he actually has played with for some time. So Augusto Paroda himself on piano, Lynn Cassier on the voice and electronics there, Laurent Blondie on trumpet and flugelhorn, uh, the wonderful Blen, I can never get his name right, Ben Sluis, I believe it is, on alto sax, uh, Sam Comerford, tenor and bass, uh, sax, Mano Cabras on bass, uh, again a regular collaborator, and uh, Marek Patron on drums, also a regular a collaborator in his trio with Augusta, always swinging between that sort of really free stuff and that really more swinging standard big band, almost ordinary sort of straight ahead stuff. And there are lyrics as well. If you catch the odd rude word, there might well have been one. It starts off saying, I don't like you. I don't like that. I do not like this. Leave me alone. It's your fault. It's not true. No one can be blamed. And then there's a few swear words, but we won't go into that. Just be on the safe side. Worth checking out in any case. Never less than interesting, Augusto. Indeed. And uh, now next next from me, a band formed back in 2018, Shijin, The Theory of Everything. Their second album with the talented French saxman Stéphane Guillaume replacing Jack Schwartz Bartz, Bart. I can't even say his name. Jack Schwartz Bartz. <laughs> Along with the rest of the original lineup, the driving force Brazilian born pianist, Rhodes and synth players Malcolm Braff, French bassist Laurent David, and Belgian drummer of AKA Moon fame, Stéphane Galland. Well, there's some nice Fender Rhodes playing on the album. That should keep our Luxembourg listener Jeff happy. And it's one of those bands that managed to sound like a much bigger unit than they are. And on the last release, uh, launched at the Pizza Express in London last year's Jazz Festival, we weren't there, sadly, the group changed the keyboardist, adding Ivo Neem to the band. Definitely on my list to catch live. Here's Mystery of a White Dwarf.
Hmm. Great playing and what a tight unit. The Mystery of the White Dwarf from Shijin, uh, their second album from The Theory of Everything. Uh, we always try to bring you surprises here on Jumping In, introducing you to new bands. And I like to think, uh, just, just take this as a typical programme. Where else would you have heard that kind of music? Fantastic. Fantastic, indeed. Very different, exciting, sort of cutting-edge stuff. Liking that sort of, yeah, got a sort of slight clubby sound in places, a bit rocky, free jazzy, a real melting pot of different ideas, which a lot of younger jazz is. A lot of the guys and girls coming out of the sort of hip-hop, club, grunge, whatever type musics and coming into jazz and bringing some of those elements in. Um, not for the purists, maybe, but there you go. It's, it's the way jazz is always uh, always changing and always, always transforming, I guess. Um, another man who's a... I don't know if he transforms that much, but he certainly has been on the scene for a long time and also has a wonderfully lithe, light and sort of quickness of tone about him. Mark Turner, sort of quite academic. I always think he's the thinking man jazz player. Plays from the head a lot, but because of his light tone, often hits through to the heart, I reckon. Been playing for a long time with the likes of Billy Hart and some of his own albums on ECM. He's never recorded live before, until now. And uh, Now he has done live at the Village Vanguard, featuring his quartet with trumpeter Jason Palmer, bassist Joe Martin and drummer Jonathan Pinson and here's a track called Return from the Stars Thank you. 
Mark Turner live at the Village Vanguard, the first live album he's ever cut, apparently. Amazing when he's been playing for 20-odd years. Uh, I think the last time we saw him live, he was with Billy Hart in, uh, in Belgium uh, several years back, which was a very fine set indeed. Unusual, it was in a sort of club where everyone was standing up. It was like a dance club, but they were playing, you know, this sort of modern jazz. But there we go, the music was still very good indeed. Um, Yes, he says, I really love playing at the Vanguard. To some extent, playing at the Village Vanguard and recording this album makes me feel I've been accepted to the village where the Masters began. And uh, he says, I've regularly returned over the last two decades. It's been a sensation being part of something larger than myself, and that's ultimately what I want out of playing music and playing jazz. And uh, they say this on this band, of course, they have a great chance to stretch out. And he says, I get far more fire and grit when the band plays in a live situation and maybe a little bit more romance that makes uh, the guys feel really good and intuitive. And some of the tracks are up to twice as long as the studio cuts. It's on the uh, Giant Steps or Giant Step Arts label, which is an artist-centred non-profit organisation. And... It's not actually out until September the 8th, which will be here before you know it. September the 8th, 2023. You'll be able to get your hands on that one. Thanks very much to uh, Braithwaite and Katz for uh, sending that <laughs> one to us. It's only a couple of weeks away, you know. Yeah, uh, know. Now, next, a new name on me, uh, Eddie Williams, a sax player with many years as a session player, film and TV composer, and on the road with Gladys Knight, Bert Bacharach and Randy Brecker. And when he's not doing the day job... He likes to get the boys together for a blow, as his latest release, Acceptance, shows they're rather good. Here's Barracudas.
What a great journey jazz is, with plenty of new discoveries to come across on the way. We were just discussing that, how you can come across people you've never heard of, only to find they've got 20, 30, 40, 50 albums and uh, still haven't come across the table in front of you. The fantastic sax playing of Eddie Williams with dozens of releases behind him, uh, in blind pianist, composer and session man Justin Coughlin, who has some 50-plus releases with a dozen or so in his own name on piano, Chris Bridge on bass, and a fantastic Turkish drummer and percussionist, Emre Kartari. The album's called acceptance and well worth digging it out it's jumping in chris and h with you until the top of the hour heading to the freer end of the spectrum but going back a few years sam rivers a uh, wonderful player if you've never heard fuchsia swing song on blue note you ought to check it out but he's got loads of stuff out some of it's been reissued this one in particular the quest sam in the uh, company of the great dave holland and barry alchel on drums been getting rave reviews with three edition and here's a track called expectation
expectation from the quest. Sam Rivers on uh, sax, Dave Holland bass, Barry Altschul at the drums recorded in 1976. The the, uh, three worked together quite a bit and some uh, fascinating liner notes uh, with the CD about how they all got together. Some great quotes from uh, Dave Holland as well. And a super bit from uh, uh, Alberto Vesci. Uh, sorry, uh, Sergio Vesci, who's the recording engineer, who said the studio had been booked until 11, until uh, midnight. He says the the band arrived on time, but they only started to play at around 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Barry Altschul needed around five hours to tune his drums and get his various bits of percussion all together. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I when know he, somebody else like that. And when he was ready, he said the other two were very mild. He was Rivers himself was very meditative. Uh, Holland seemed very m- mild and pleasant sort of chap. When everything was ready, they started playing, and they just played four tracks in a row, all in one breath without any breaks. <laughs> 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 Terrific stuff. stuff. Just being reissued on Red Records. And if you like Sam, you love it. Well, that's about it for this week's show, except for a track from the latest release from Berlin-based cinematic jazz group, their description, not mine, Marriage Material, the brainchild of drummer Felix Lehrmann. They were founded back in 2018, and Enchantment Under the Sea, besides being the name of a school dance in Back to the Future, is their second album, the first being self-titled. Electric bassist Thomas Seeger, vibes man Raphael Meinhardt, and Finnish guitarist Arto Melker make up the quartet. Here's 1984. We'll be back next week, hopefully not in room 101. (laughs) Look after yourselves, cheerio. Bye for now.